Well, welcome, Ismail, to our TIB Playground podcast. Thanks for taking out the time to talk to us. Um, no problem. How have you been? <laughs> uh, it's been uh, it's been great. Uh, I've been adapting to this new team, and it's the first time I'm outside of Belgium, and yeah. um, it's a really good experience. So, for the listeners who who don't know it already, you have been playing in Belgium for the last couple of years now, and it's the first time indeed you go abroad and. You're going directly to one of the top teams in Europe at this moment, to Asvel, Villeurbanne, mm -hmm. yes. the team of Tony Parker. Yes. How yes. How, so. how did that came about? How did you contact them or did they contact you? Uh, no. Yeah. So uh, last year with my season in Antwerp, it's been really amazing. We did amazing stuff like with the Champions League yeah. and also in the Belgium competition. And then after the finals, after the playoffs was finished against Austin, then uh, my agent told me that uh, this team was interested. And uh, then after a few calls, there was not really a reason why I shouldn't sign <laughs> with this team. So everything went really uh, quick. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that you really are excited to play for such a team. You have been playing in Belgium for teams like uh, Leuven for most of your career in uh, first mm -hmm. division. Um, mm -hmm. Then you made the jump to Antwerp. Was that really yes. a, a, an important jump for your career as in developing your playing style or uh, your overall game? I mean, I think that everything that I have done was a wise decision so far. If I look at where I am now, um, when I went from Leuven to Antwerp, I think it was the right time to do. I knew I had the opportunity to leave Leuven way earlier, mm -hmm. but I felt that I still needed experience and that I still lacked some things that I couldn't do uh, back in the days. So that's why I decided to stay a little bit longer with Leuven. And um, that's why two years earlier, I decided that it was the right time. So it was really important to stay developing your game at a, well, mm -hmm. a team in the lower ranks of uh, the Belgian mm -hmm. league to get more playing time as well, I guess. Yeah, so I was confident that when I was in Leuven that uh, they would give me the maximum attention that mm -hmm. I needed to develop, that I get like a lot of uh, individual practices and that I had a lot of playing minutes to prove myself in mm. the Belgian competition and I kind of feared that if I would have left Leuven too soon that um, maybe I would have uh, sat more on the bench and maybe played second division. That was something that I personally didn't want to do because I mainly wanted to play in the first uh, division so that's also a reason why I stayed with Leuven. And I also had great connections with the coaching staffs. So um, to feel home, that's also very important for me. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. But one would, would could argue that uh, it might be more beneficial to be able to, to practice every day against more experienced players if you would have left earlier to Antwerp. Do you mm -hmm. think it, it's yeah. more beneficial to play more minutes 
at a lower level or I mean, to, to practice more against? I, I have, mm -hmm. I understand the question and I had a lot of uh, conversations about that, about what would be the perfect thing to do. And I think that in general there are like a lot of reasons how you can make it to the top. And I just took like this chance because I felt more confident in that path of playing more minutes in the Belgium League instead of joining a higher team and competing uh, more in practice. Mm -hmm. And who was the biggest influence at Leuven for you? Um, I think Jürgen van Meerbeek, he was um, one of the biggest influences because it is because of him that I, that I uh, went to Leuven because when I was a young guy, um, I was um, in my hometown in Tervuren and I was playing there uh, more for fun. And the thing is that uh, when I was a kid and I went to high school, that I went to the same school as his daughter. And uh, from time to time, when um, he was picking up his daughter from school, he saw me a lot of times um, passing by. And then that's how we came in contact. So it's kind of because of him that um, he took me uh, to Leuven. So he saw a really big kid and he really wanted to test your potential. <laughs> yes. And then <laughs> the first practices, then he said that he saw potential in me. And then I had a lot of individual practices. So that's how it kind of started because I had not a lot of experience in playing basketball because I played a lot for fun. But I had this potential, so um, that's how I knew that if I would stay in Leuven, that they will work a lot on me because I had a lot of to figure out still. Mm -hmm. And there I really could uh, take my time and I also could go to school and uh, everything worked out. Mm -hmm. At what moment did you think, oh, I'm pretty good. Maybe I can take it really to the next level. Uh, and would you say that you were already dreaming about the highest level in basketball at that time? Um, I think it all started one of my last years when I was in Leuven, when I became Belgian Player of the Year. Mm -hmm. I think uh, being awarded with that really gave me confidence to say, okay, now I can really compete. And that's when I started to realize that I wanted to know where my limits could be. So I think it was around that time that I really wanted to play professional. Mm -hmm. And that's when I um, had an agent. And that's when I started to go to LA also because I wanted to compete in the NBA draft because that's the fastest way to go to the NBA. And I think <laughs> that the NBA is the highest level. So I think around that time, I really wanted to invest myself to become a professional basketball player. Yeah, because uh, around that time you, you went to the US to play uh, Summer League, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. How, how did... So, yeah. how it all started? Yeah, it was a really great experience to go to LA. Uh, first of all, um, I always wanted to go to Los Angeles <laughs> with all the movies that I saw. I think everybody so does. it was yeah. really great. Yeah, <laughs> going to the beach. But it was, yeah, it was really, I had to work hard. Um, I wasn't really, um, I wasn't ready mentally to work that hard going to 
NBA workouts and really proving yourself against college players who are used to work at that level. So when I was in LA, I really figured out like um, what I had to do because a lot of young guys at my age, they were like really advanced with dribbling, mm -hmm. um, being more strong than me because um, four years ago I was still very, very skinny. Mm -hmm. So that's when I really started working out. So it was a really great experience to see where I was. And then I had also the summer league. It was also a great experience to play against some NBA guys and stuff like that. So the more I was in LA, the more motivated I was. That I say like, if they can do it, I can do it too. So then I started to work out every day. And then I became better, and uh, so it went on. Yeah, that's cool. But I think it's also an eye opener when you're there. And like like you said, the physicality and the skill set that they have, mm -hmm. that that you re you were really surprised maybe that this wasn't already there for you because you played well, kind of professionally already in Belgium. Mm -hmm. You also think that a lot of people in Belgium really underestimate the fact that there's a lot of physicality and skill development needed even more than they than they think that that is needed for a higher mm -hmm. level yeah because um maybe when i was younger i should have went more to the gym that's one of the things that i kind of regret because when i was in la that was the first time that i really regretted it that i didn't mm -hmm. spend more time in the gym because the belgium competition is very good but american basketball that's just something different like that's just all power plays and stuff like that yeah. so that was something that I realized and also when I started watching European basketball I saw it was kind of the same that um, when you play somewhere else basketball is different mm -hmm. and um, yeah summer league and uh, workouts everything is much more physical everything goes way faster so I kind of made like a click uh, in my mind to say like that's how I should be and um, yeah once I figured things out um, and I started doing the same things they were doing I became even more aggressive and um, it also worked in the Belgian competition so that's why I started playing good yeah because at that summer after the summer you made the transition to Antwerp and I guess mm -hmm. that's that's the best timing then after you made that click mm -hmm. to go to Antwerp to really make that impact and up on that theme to, to progress to a higher level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that um, after I came back from LA that I kind of changed as a person because if you're always in your hometown, always around the same friends yeah. or family, um, you will always be the same. But if you really go alone to America or another country, and you have to like make your own new friends, you have to play uh, harder basketball, then you kind of discover yourself again. And if I came back, I felt that my work ethic also changed. Like I st started spending more time at the gym. And um, yeah, um, I started playing also better. And I couldn't handle uh, playing European basketball. And mm -hmm. I think that if I would have joined Antwerp maybe earlier, I still would have had the same mindset 
when I was younger, and then maybe um, I would have not stand out that much. So, would it also be a, an issue that the teams should uh, take care of? Because if you say if you would go earlier to Antwerp, that you would not really make that click. Shouldn't a team like, or any team for that matter, try to to get that click into every player? Mm, I think that some teams work more on it than um, other teams or other coaches. Uh, I can't be really specific with that because I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> but um, I think it all comes from experience and mm -hmm. how people are like in general. Uh, some people are just more aggressive and maybe because I was shy as a kid, it was harder to mm -hmm. make that click to change to become aggressive and maybe if I would have joined Antwerp earlier there would have been a coach who would have done the same as what I did in um, in LA but there was no guarantee so that's why I say there are like a lot of reasons why you can make it but mm -hmm. you kind of have to decide for yourself what the best option is. But at the time that you went to Antwerp I guess it, it was really a good move as well because with a coach like Moors, um, I think you had one of the best coaches in Belgium at that time. Mm -hmm. How did he? Yeah, how did was, he impact uh, your? How did he impact your playing style or career? Um, I think because he was really hard for me, and um, he saw potential in me. And um, at the beginning, I was still kind of weak mentally, and um, I always let my other players play before me and I always accepted it but he was always kind of punishing me if I wasn't strong or if I didn't do things the right way mm -hmm. and um, he really pushed me to the limits and at the same time he was always there for me like um, communicating with me and uh, telling me what he expects from me so he had a really good balance because he figured me out as a person and I think that's one of the things that a coach should do know how a player is and how you should react to him so I was really happy that he understood me like um, how I was. So it's not really a surprise for you that he got, got his chance at a, at a German team? No, I think that he really uh, deserves it and um, it's a really good coach so he has a really good future, I know that. Playing professionally also at the European level with Antwerp gave you also a sense of what it is to play in, at, a, at a high European level. Um, mm -hmm. Is that also something that you would look after after last year with Antwerp? Was that something really a goal for you? Not to stay in Belgium anymore because well, the, the chance that you get to play at a high level in Europe is pretty small, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, like over the years, my objectives kind of changed because people change over time. Uh, first, I wanted to be in the NBA. That was like my only goal. That's why I went to LA because I thought that was the only option for me at the time being. But um, after I joined um, Antwerp and I was playing European competition, I started to become more interested also in the European basketball. And then after I did the summer league and I tried to draft and stuff like that, I saw how the reality kind of was mm -hmm. for the 
NBA teams, like how difficult it is to get in, that it doesn't really matter how good you are. It's it has a lot to do like with connections and like how your um, how you say it, how popular you are. So I know as a Belgian kid, it's really hard to get into the NBA. That's like one of the main reasons why for the moment there's not really a Belgium kids that's in the NBA so that's why I kind of changed of mentality to say first I want to have a really good career in the European side to see where my limit is and if I can make the NBA then I would be very happy it would be like like a, yeah really great but my first objective right now is to be as competitive as I can be in the European side, like being competitive in the Euroleague and really make a career over here. Well, you went to a team that is playing in the Euroleague now. That's, that's well, difficult and most competitive European competition mm -hmm. you can have. I think people might say yeah. that it is the second best league behind the NBA. Mm -hmm. Weren't you afraid to have really small playing minutes? When going to such a team, because you you have been averaging like 20 minutes per game last year, mm -hmm. and not I really mean, progressed. I was kind of I was kind of hesitating the first moments because I knew uh, what would happen the first months. Um, I knew it would be very hard to get like um, to prove myself, and I knew that the competition would be very hard in the Euroleague, especially if you came first from the FIBA Cup and then to Euro, um, Champions League. Like I kind of skipped the the one before the yeah. Euro League. So um, yeah, I was kind of hesitating the first moment, but then I was also thinking, how many chances do you get to go to a Euro League team in the first place? Mm -hmm. I think almost every European basketball player wants to be in Euro League, so. I think that if you get a chance to get in, that you shouldn't refuse it because you might not have the same opportunity later. Like now, I had like my best season so far in Antwerp, mm -hmm. and it is because of that that I got the offer to get into the Euroleague. Maybe if I went somewhere else, because I thought I wasn't ready, and I wouldn't have the same results as last season then maybe those offers would go away. And then for the rest of my career, I would do my best to get another invitation into the EuroLeague. So I think right now I'm young, like I'm still only 24 years. Mm -hmm. I don't really mind still sitting a little bit on the bench and getting more experience because if your objective is to be in the EuroLeague and I can do it, then I have the opportunity to watch in person how players play in the Euroleague and mm -hmm. I get to practice now with um, the players that also play in the Euroleague. So it's kind of the opposite that I did right now yeah. um, than uh, what I did in Leuven because right now I feel that I'm ready because I did achieve some things already last year. So if I figured that out, then... That was the reason that I didn't hesitate to say yes to this offer because I know I have two years here. Maybe the first month it will be kind of difficult to prove myself, 
but every day I'm uh, working hard. I get the uh, chance to watch other players play. And if I get an opportunity to play five minutes, then I will give everything. And maybe one day I will play more and more. And then I will play maybe 15 minutes after a couple months. And if I then make like 15 points, I don't know, then the whole EuroLeague organization will know of me. And mm -hmm. then it will be like easier to get more offers um, in this way, I think. Yes, it makes a lot of sense what you said. And I think it also helps when you get some uh, nice highlights in the French competition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we've yeah. seen we've seen already a, a couple of dunks that that is really some something we've seen before in the Belgian league as well. So uh, good good for you for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. What what are your first well what what are your first impressions after all? Like it's now a month, month or two? That you've been in uh, mm -hmm. as well about about yeah. players about about uh, the culture what do you think um it's more it's really different than last year in antwerp that's for sure in because what sense? Um, when i was when i was in antwerp sorry when i was in antwerp um like everyone was around 23 24 mm -hmm. and the two times we were together we really formed like a bond together and that is something that I know that's very rare that we can have because every player was really, <clears throat> really good with each other and uh, we formed a lot of friendships uh, because of that and now I still feel that I kinda went back to start from zero because I don't know anyone personally when I came here so that is something that I still had to adapt on that uh, we come from Antwerp where we were basically a family uh, back to a team where we are actually a team everyone does their role and then after practice you go home and then uh, that's it mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that I had to adapt on um, then the second thing the practices are also different because we have a lot of games um, so a lot of players who play a lot in EuroLeague and in the French competition they get like like less practice than uh, people like me who mainly play in the French League for the moment and then who get some minutes in the Champions League. So it's all, all a little different like in the way of organization. Um, but I also like it, so there's uh, no problem in that. The coach is really tough on me, but I'm used to that because of rule. He prepared me very well because of that. But um, like the coach is from Montenegro, so like that's... Yeah another step higher in uh, being <laughs> aggressive with me. So. But, but you should be used to yes. that a little bit because you have yeah. Dario Djerja as, as nat national coach uh, from Belgium. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they, they all prepare me very well. Yeah. So uh, the first day when I came like in Asphalt, they said like, yeah, watch out for our coach because <laughs> he can really yell at people. So don't take it the wrong way. I'm saying like, yeah, I'm used to that. Like I had to rule and I had Djerja, so <laughs> I, can, uh, I can take care of that. So yeah, um, yeah, those are like the main things that are like kind of different that I felt. Um, but also like our teammates because, for example, we have Edwin Jackson and Antoine Diot. They are very good players where I can play with because um, Antoine, he kind of reminds me of Paris Lee. He's a very good uh, floor leader and he can give good alley passes. So. 
um, I'm happy I have also <laughs> players that I kind of remind yeah. that they kind of remind me of players of last year. So yeah. So we're gonna so see like a lot more dunks, a lot more dunks from you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, if you watch some highlights of the yeah. French league, then uh, you always see. Uh, four or five already, so yeah. I'm already happy with that for the moment being. There's also a familiar face in your team right now that that some people might know of from uh, mm -hmm. the Belgian league, and that is Jikiri. <coughs> he played yeah. uh, two years ago with Ostende. Do you guys yeah, yeah, so know each other, ago. or does he know you? I mean, or? I mean, um, we didn't know each other personally uh, two years ago, but um, once. I found out that me and Tonya would like play together. Mm -hmm. Then we kind of talked to each other like on Instagram. Um, yeah. So it was kind of funny. And also the first day that we saw each other, we were like talking like, oh yeah, Antwerp and Austin. <laughs> so it was a good situation where like I could connect mm -hmm. to a player um, at a very young, at, at, the, at the start, because when you get into the new team, you always wonder like which which player will I connect more than others because you need a friend at the beginning mm -hmm. or else it will be like difficult mentally. So mm -hmm. having Tony in the team like he really gave me a good start to find someone and then uh, from there on I could find like uh, more friends. Do you feel after those uh, first couple of months that uh, you're already progressing? You already get on a higher level? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really feel that because, um, especially because our coach is a very uh, tough coach on me. Um, when I do something wrong, he will immediately put me on the bench. Mm -hmm. But it's also for my benefit because um, that's a very um, good way for me to like immediately not do it again. And um, then moments where I play more then I realize that I don't do those mistakes anymore and that I really play more aggressive. And also, um, I get a lot of individual practices and I get to the gym even more than before. So I also feel myself getting stronger and getting used practicing with EuroLeague level players. And uh, that's also shown in the French League, if I play them against them that I feel that I move faster and that I also play faster mm -hmm. um, in comparison of last year. Would you say that it is a more professional environment? Um, that's hard to say because each team is different. It also depends on the city itself. Um, like Lyon is a really, really nice place. So. The organization is very good. Uh, also, the fact that Tony Parker is here, yeah. it's really good. Uh, just for my ego, it's nice to say <laughs> to my friends that I have spoken to Tony Parker. You already so, have. Yeah, oh. yeah. What did yeah, he yeah, say? So, what, did, what did he say? Did he know you or? <laughs> yeah. So um, the first days before I signed, then um, we had like a quick call mm -hmm. saying uh, about the interest and about what my role would be and like what they expected of me. So that was like more general. But uh, once I got here, then when I saw him in person, then like we could talk more mm -hmm. like um, like face to face, like talking some small talk. So that's also very nice. So yeah, it's not really some serious stuff that we talked sometimes, but it's, it all, always give you like a confidence boost if you could 
talk to a person who's like sort of a legend of course, um, yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. And did he did he have some? Uh, what? How big is his influence in in putting t together the team or or having the the uh, sport of results or? Does he have a, a uh, big influence or not? Yeah, he has a big influence because at first I asked myself the same question about what I really did in this team because mm -hmm. I didn't know a lot about this team either to begin with except that they were a very good team. But um, apparently two weeks ago there came a movie about this team, about what happened last year like with the feminine team um, where uh, our Belgian national placer uh, also is in there mm -hmm. and then also with the uh, uh, men team and then I really saw how Tony Parker was moving around and he was making a lot of contacts and he was making a lot of things possible so Tony Parker is actually a really good um, manager like for, uh, for this team. Is he on the sidelines during the games? Yeah, if he can, he's here, but uh, for a moment he has also a lot of things to do because I think that his jersey will be retired soon. Oh. So that's why he's in the States right yeah. now. But the last two weeks he was here in uh, here in France and then uh, for the first two home games we had uh, in the EuroLeague, then he was there and then also some uh, French uh, games he was yeah. also present. But but what a start for your team! What a start for as well, undefeated, yeah, yeah. undefeated uh... in the French league, even undefeated <clears throat> right now in the Euro League. You had two yeah. first games. You won the <clears throat> first two, and well, the opponents weren't exactly small fish. I mean, it, it was against mm -hmm. Olympiacos and against Panathinaikos. Well, yes. that so that the... that must be. The... Awesome. Yeah, that means that France is better than Greece. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, it was really amazing because um, our biggest advantage is that we have zero pressure in the Euro League yeah. um, because we had the wild card. So when I joined um, Asphalt, um, I saw some commentaries saying that uh, we would not do really good this season, like in the Euro League, mm -hmm. like with the players that we had, but. That's why we had no pressure and that's why we could play to prove everybody wrong because it is kind of the same feeling I had with Antwerp last year yeah. that people said that we, did, we could not make big things happen. So that's how it felt like the underdog and that's why we fought really hard and that's why we made it to the final four and mm -hmm. I feel that we kind of have the same feeling here right now than we had last year so that also motivates me really hard and for a lot of players, it's the first time in EuroLeague. Really? So okay. if you're in the first time in EuroLeague, then you really have like a big boost because you want to give everything because this is one of those one only opportunities uh, for some players. So that's why we give it 100% every game and maybe the other team, they are like um, underestimating us mm -hmm. and that's why we won the first team, uh, first games. Were you matched up with Papa Yanis? Wait, um, I'm not really good with names, so you really. Have to <laughs> well, let, let's say the biggest one, the biggest player yeah, at yeah, Panathinaikos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Um, 
Wait, I gotta remember because I played some minutes. <laughs> the against, last game, uh, Panath- yeah. Uh, it was Panathinaikos. Yeah. yeah. Then I had some minutes, and um, yeah, it's a really great experience. But I was kind of prepared because of Champions League last year. Because it's uh, like if we played against Jerusalem, then we already played against oh, yeah. the big star. True. Yes. So. Um, if I was used to having that feeling, then <laughs> I felt like I was mentally ready to yeah. play against everybody. Yeah. But now I guess the pressure is on. Now nobody thinks Aswal is an underdog anymore. Yes, yes. So and, now that title is a little bit off. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, I also saw that uh, Aswal is the only French team in the EuroLeague. Yes, we are the only French team. So, so also in the French competition, Every team goes 100% of us, so <laughs> yeah, that's imagine, why we have yeah. to take every game serious because yeah. everyone in the French uh, league they want like to be in this team because they want to compete in uh-huh. Euroleague. So every game is a battle. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a great opportunity for us. What do you think uh, are the biggest differences compared to the Champions League? I mean, there's a lot of um, well um, competition between the Champions League that is organized by the FIBA and EuroLeague, mm-hmm. which is a separate environment or a separate organization by itself. What do you think is the biggest differences? Um, I think like it's a little bit soon to say what differences are because I've only been like in two games. Um, and it were two home games. Mm-hmm. So I need like a little more time to really fully understand what the differences are. But... But isn't, isn't, there, uh, isn't there more media coverage and more regulation and more yes, yes. attention there to refereeing? Yeah. More cameras. Um, it has like an NBA feeling sometimes yeah. because there are like really high cameras that really follow the whole floor. That's, uh, that's something that I didn't see like in, uh, in oh. EuroLeague. And there are also more reporters. Uh-huh. And um, if you enter the... Um, if you enter your gym, then there are like a lot of more cameras because not only Euroleague is filming, but also other TV channels yeah. are filming you too. So there's like a lot more people that watch your games. Mm-hmm. Also on YouTube, when I want to watch some highlights, then you see like um, 100,000 views instead of um, <laughs> 6,000, for instance. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, like you... I really feel that a lot of more people watch uh, EuroLeague, which I understand why, because it's the highest European yeah. level. So and at the end uh, of the season, at the end of the season, they will definitely know who is Ismail Bako. Yes, if, uh, <laughs> if they, if I get the opportunity, they get some minutes, and um, yeah. I get a good connection, like with the point guard, mm-hmm. like I had with Paris Lee, then uh, I think there might be a nice mixtape hanging there. <laughs> so. For you, what would be your goals to make your international career a success? Um, first, my goals are to be patient because um, being a basketball player, it's really about how you feel mentally. Um, if you go from being a, a star player from a team to become a bench uh, player who needs to earn his minutes, it's for some people it might be uh, hard mentally, so that's why I said as first fork is to stay cool in the head and um, to work hard every day. And um, this season, um, 
to get as much experience as I can get, to become stronger and to adapt to the EuroLeague level. And then next season that I can really uh, start exploding like I did last year in um, Antwerp. And from there on see um, where my limit is because um, I said as a goal that I wanted to see where my limit is. Mm -hmm. And I think that in these two days I can perfectly find out if EuroLeague is a level where I can feel comfortable competing in or if it's a little bit too high or if I can even go to the NBA. So mm -hmm. I think now it's a really good time to kind of measure things out. So you give yourself the time uh, for two years, the time mm -hmm. from your contract to see mm -hmm. if that's yes. your level. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm still young. I'm still only, I just turned 24 mm -hmm. uh, like last week. So um, if you look at EuroLeague teams, now sometimes people that are 24 are the youngest of the team. Mm -hmm. So it's not like Antwerp uh, where we had like a young team. Uh, it almost never happens. So I still feel like if I see people that are 33, that they are in their prime, then I think that because I'm 24, I still have a lot of years to grow. Um, so that's why I don't... I'm not bothered that I still need to earn my minutes and that I have the opportunity to um, earn experience. Do you feel that a lot of people in Belgium have had a lot of doubts for you going to Asvel? Um, I don't really know because um, I mainly talked with my friends and like with my family. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really have the opportunity to talk with a lot of fans, but I do know that um, a lot of good fans that I know in uh, Antwerp, they support me very good. They wish me good luck and everything. So I didn't really have the feeling that there were a lot of people who had a lot of doubts. I mean, of course, there will always be uh, people that won't agree with what you mm -hmm. do. But um, I think in general, a lot of people understand that... Uh, this is my journey to see how good I can be mm -hmm. and that this is an opportunity that uh, not a lot of people get so they kind of understand it so that's why I feel that um, I think I have a good response from uh, a lot of fans. Does Antwerp have uh, still a fan from yourself? I mean <clears throat> Are you still a fan of Antwerp? Let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you still follow um, them? It's really, yeah, it's really good that uh, this is basketball. Um, <laughs> like, provides free games for whole Belgium, so then I can watch, like, all the games. Well, and, to be uh, fair, really... to be fair, it's not really us who is doing that, but... We try to. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 a f also a good thing that you said that we try to make the most coverage mm -hmm. of Bel Belgian basketball to keep you yeah. guys posted. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, but uh, because like all the games are yeah uh, accessible True. to watch, it's easy to watch and it's also fun to see uh, Antwerp playing right now. They're doing really good. Um, as we speak now, they are playing their first um, yep. Champions, uh, League game. Champions League games. Yeah. So I'm really uh, excited about what they will do tonight. 
and um, it's also fun to see my uh, former assistant coach uh, Chris uh, being a good coach because yeah. um, like a lot of people I know had kind of doubts in him but I was supporting him fully and I was really happy if he got the job offer and seeing that uh, they achieved Champions League again mm -hmm. and that they are competing good like in the Belgian competition uh, it really makes me proud for him because I know that he had a lot of people uh, doubting him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, I'm really happy to be able to follow uh, Antwerp right now. Yeah, he's proving them wrong, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. And he also yeah. gives gives the, the youth players, the, the young guys, some <laughs> some minutes, uh, a lot of minutes even. Last mm -hmm. game against... Yeah, I'm also uh, happy with yeah. friends. Yeah, he's getting yeah, uh, exactly. good minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, a it's a bit funny. I was thinking about this when I saw him playing. Uh, he plays at the point guard, but um, mm -hmm. if I'm if I'm not uh, mistaken, he's as big as you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> he's too. That's like the same feeling we had, like with Hans van Ven. Like he's, yeah. they are both very tall players, but they can handle the ball very good. Doesn't does, yeah? Doesn't that the... make you jealous? <laughs> I mean, if I had the opportunity, I would have done it too. But um, like I said, I started very late, so I had yeah. to do with what I can do. So yeah. I could only dunk. So <laughs> now I dunk, and now I'm here. So I think yeah. everyone has their qualities. Of course. Um, but yeah, if you look at the NBA right now, um, like the game is evolving. Mm -hmm. Like now, uh, the players are getting taller and more um, better, like with ball handling. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, players like Hans and uh, Vrens, they will get good opportunities like in the future if they develop their game because those are the things that um, teams are looking like. Uh, if you look at Kevin Durant, mm -hmm. if people can get players like him, then um, it's easy to get a job if you kind of play the same uh, playstyle. You think that... Vrens or even Hans will get an opportunity like you had to get to a Euroleague team? Um, for uh, Vrens, uh, I have to wait to answer that question because it will be this year that it might be one of his most important seasons mm -hmm. because um, he's being looked at by uh, a lot of lot people. A yeah. lot of people. So I know the pressure is high with the kids. Um, for Hans, I think he's also doing very good. I'm really happy that uh, he has his confidence back and uh, he's playing very good at the moment. Um, I also know he has a lot of people looking at him. Mm -hmm. um, he had the same um, he had the same um, opportunities like me. Uh, for example, before I got uh, before I went to LA, because we were both at the Treviso MBA camp. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of at the same level um, at that time. So I know how many people are watching him. And once you get into the MBA radar, um, it won't go away easy. So there are still a lot of people looking at him. And um, if he has a really good season uh, right now, I think that the sky is the limit also for him. And the same for France, if he proves himself very good in the Champions League. That are things that um, NBA players, uh, NBA um, scouters are looking at how mm -hmm. well 
young kids can perform at European level. So I think for Antwerp, there are a lot of people with a lot of potential. So let's hope indeed that they get the chance that you got in uh, mm -hmm. maybe even in the future. Going to the Anvira would be awesome, of course. But it is, yes. like you said, it's not only a skills game. It's not only physicality. It's also a mental game. And mm -hmm. yes. we'll have to see if um, Franz or, or Hans or any other player will be mentally ready to make that jump. Because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you, you go to a different team, to a different country. You're practically all alone. You have mm -hmm. to be really mentally tough. Yes, uh, that's when you have to force being um, socially, yeah. uh, even with people you don't even know about, you have to force like to get invited into social meetings so you can like make friends as soon as possible. And uh, once you start feeling home in a city, then you can start uh, playing good. So I think now that I'm in Lyon, I'm really starting to get a lot of appreciation of um, all the Americans I play with in Belgium because now I understand yeah. all the things that they were saying like oh yeah I miss my home I miss like my family my friends from before like at the time I wasn't really understanding it mm -hmm. 100% but now that I'm in their situation then I kind of feel what they were going through so also seeing what they did it kind of helped me uh, by doing it now and seeing that it works. So yeah, uh, being mentally tough is uh, one of the main things you have to be um, as a basketball player. And does the organization like Asphalt help you with that? Or are you really all alone by yourself trying to get around? Um, I mean, they do what they can, but uh, I mean, we are not little kids anymore. It's not <laughs> like a playground where they force yeah. you to play like with um, other uh, other players because um, a lot of players in this team, uh, they are married or they have kids. Mm -hmm. So it's a kind of a different situation than when I was in Antwerp because everyone was younger. Now everyone is more mature. So you also have to mature yourself so you can fit into the group. But I mean, it's not like there's a psychologist or a, that is that is there. Oh, like, yeah. No, I don't think it's necessary because if if you're in a good environment, like with good players, uh, everything will happen itself. But I think for uh, if there would be a reason why if someone would be very unhappy then I think that they would do everything they can to make that yeah. uh, person feel better. But for now, it's not the case. All right. Um, sounds nice. <laughs> um, I think it's also a good thing that progressing your game at that level will help also to transfer that to our national team, the Lions from mm -hmm. Belgium. Yes, um, for sure. You played a lot uh, during the last couple of games for the Eurobasket 2021 pre-qualifiers. Um, yes. But not as many as one would expect with your level of play. Do, mm -hmm. you, do you feel that? Um, I think that uh, as part of being a national team player, um, it's something completely different as your basketball career. Um, I think being part of a national team, it's more for your pride and for the pride of your country. Mm -hmm. It's like going to war for your country. It's it's an honor. So 
it's different uh, to talk about playing minutes and stuff like that if you're there for the country it's not for yourself mm -hmm. um, I think that um, when I had the opportunity to play last time it really gave me a confidence boost because that's when I was starting to get a lot of media attention mm -hmm. and a lot of scouts who were impressed so I think being part of the national team is one of the reasons that I'm here also mm -hmm. um, and then about earlier like for example when I was in uh, Turkey uh, for the Eurobasket mm -hmm. um, when I got less minutes um, I was still happy that I was there because um, I got the opportunity to play against Spain like the the full team not the second team so really playing against NBA players and see how they play it also made me grow because I could see what they were doing like at the close view that you can't really see on TV so um, yeah I think every opportunity that I got really helped me uh, to grow as a player mm -hmm. Do you think that our national team at this time or in the future will have a better chance to be part of a Eurobasket or even a World Cup? Um, I think that there's a possibility that uh, there's a great possibility that we will still have another chance to uh, get invited into those big events um, especially if you look at the basketball players that are doing it good now mm -hmm. like we have uh, Samba Rossum who's also in the EuroLeague team and he's also getting good minutes and then you also have uh, Salamu and you have like a lot of players who are starting to get uh, outside of Belgium getting good quality minutes um, in tough situations so I think there is potential um, in the next generation of basketball also when I was looking at Austin the past few games also like there was this young kid who was also performing really well so there are still a lot of good players that uh, needs more uh, attention and I think that we can get chances but for that we really need to prove ourselves 100% because it won't be easy if you play like for example against Spain mm -hmm. or France like they are very consistent and like in Belgium it's harder to uh, become professional because um, like it's it's harder to prove yourself um, in Belgium than in other countries that's something that I've learned when I was like um, like here in in France so it will be hard but I think that we have potential well also with a coach like Georgia it, it might really become something really awesome when all those young kids mm -hmm. indeed get to a point that, that they will be able to get the, the, the national team to the next level it would be exciting to mm -hmm. see indeed that we can compete with other countries like France or, or Germany or mm -hmm. others and make it, yes. make it to those uh, tournaments yeah, mm -hmm. yeah uh, I think that our advantage is that um, for example all the big uh, countries uh, they have all their best players that are a lot of times unavailable mm -hmm. uh, when it are the preparations and we can 
kind of make advantage of that by yeah. um, going with our uh, strongest team that we can uh, have at the, at the moment. So I think that playing in the qualifiers gives us an advantage um, for the other teams. And then uh, when we get to the final stage of the Euro basket, then we have can have the opportunity, and at moments like that, anything can happen because yeah. everybody has a lot of motivation. Well, and you're used to being the underdog, so who knows what happens, you know? Yeah, <laughs> my whole life I've been in underdog yeah. situations. So <laughs> nobody considers Belgium, nobody considers Baku, but we're still doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah, like we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to round it up, um, one final uh, or couple of questions regarding the NBA. Let's say that, that you really evolve as one of the well, best players or one of the star players for your team in the EuroLeague and you get a chance to get to the NBA. What, what would be your preference as a team? Mm, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a tough question. Um, like um, as a young kid, I always wanted to be a LA Laker. Oh. So that's that will always be like one of my top choices. Or is it but just because? Or is it just because that LeBron James is there now? Oh, it's also a very good reason why. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And the lake and uh, the beach. Yeah. yeah. So those are good reasons. <laughs> you, you like to <laughs> but, go to uh, the beach. That that's what I understand. Yeah. Yeah, we all know that now. But um, if I really look basketball-wise, then uh, I really like the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh. Because um, I like their playing style, yeah. like um, how aggressive they are. And they all like um, tall players who can run fast. So <laughs> I feel like I'm in that category kind of. Yeah. So um, those would be like my two main uh, choices for the time being. And if you, if, let's say that you can't really pick a team, but pick a teammate. Who oh, pick a teammate. Yeah. <laughs> um, then for the moment, I have uh, two players. Uh, first will be Paris Lee because we really have a good connection uh, player-wise. So I know that if I would get into a team with him, that uh, the two of us will make something happen. And then uh, the other one would be with uh, Hans van Wijn also because uh, we had a really good connection and he can play like really good as a tree. And I know that his style would fit into the NBA. And if you have a good connection with players, yeah. it's a lot easier to play with them. And it's also more fun. And uh, like I said last year, if you play with a lot of fun, then you play better because you have more confidence. So. Those would be the two players um, who I would consider playing with. <laughs> would be nice to see some kind of big yeah. tree and some kind of team. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Ismail, I, I would uh, like to thank you for your time, taking the time to talk mm -hmm. to us. We wish you, of course, all the best with us, well, and uh, with the Lions mm -hmm. and any future uh, basketball uh, uh, journeys, let's say. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, thanks, man. No problem. So let's talk next time, and yeah. then I'm always available for more. Okay, thanks, man. See you later. Bye bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>